Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name's Jerome, and welcome to the podcast of Influencers Impact. What is going on, everybody? It's Jerome Reed here. I am so excited to be back, and I have a special guest, my man, Kilton Janvier. This dude, I don't know about you guys, but he has a strong passion for fashion. Uh, you may or may not have seen him on TikTok. I'm not too sure. And he also just recently got engaged. And I have to mention he is a pastor. Kilton, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It is truly an honor. Thank you for having me. Wow, that made me sound like I wear a lot of hats. And that <laughs> <is cool. laughs> Listen, man, you got to do what you got to do. Right, right. I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. I uh, just want to ask first question, just to kick us off. What does the day in the life of Kilton look like? Oh my gosh, man, that is a fun question. Um, so there's like, you know, you kind of stated in the intro, I do wear a lot of hats. So um, it, it depends on the day. So I, I'm a pastor. Um, I do social media content. I am um, a part of an organization called First Priority, mm -hmm. which is basically just uh, Bible clubs in middle and high schools. Um, so sometimes I'll be on a school campus, um, spreading the gospel on there. Yeah. So it, it depends on the day. Um, there are days um, like today where I don't really um, have much to do and I sleep mm -hmm. in yep. um, so 11 and I feel like, man, I should have woken up earlier but you know <laughs> sleep yeah. in rest chill hang out um probably you know call a friend and and just take the day in but um but yeah it, it depends on the day yeah for sure now that organization that you mentioned uh tell me a little bit about that yes yeah so um um i am actually fairly new to the organization but they've been around for years and basically um they really the heartbeat of the organization is connecting the youth to mm -hmm. churches and communities that they can be a part of, um, Christian communities. And so there will be a mentor, um, and that'll probably be a pastor, a youth pastor, um, a church leader. And um, to be in the schools, you need a student and teacher sponsor. Um, mm. So you have a student and teacher sponsor it's their club and the mentor will just come in as a guest to their club um and that's kind of how we get onto school campuses because obviously we know especially in today's day and age it's very hard to get onto school campuses yeah and you know especially doing anything christian related so that's how we get onto school campuses and then from there we we go by this um acronym or this model um called epic and so mm -hmm. um, it's kind of how we organize and structure our months. So uh, week one is equip week, and that's where we equip them to spread the gospel. Week Love two, prepare week, and we're preparing for the following week, which is invite week. And that week is we're um, telling the youth to invite all of their friends. Um, that week we'll, we'll bring pizza onto the wow. school campus. So even if they don't want to hear a message, just tell them, come get some pizza. Yeah, and at least. Get them through the door. Um, and so, yeah, we get pizza. There's a gospel presentation. Um, kids are being saved. And then the last week is connect week. That's where we will connect them to a local church in the area. Dude, I love that. 
Um, so it's super awesome. So many, um, there's, you know, testimonies of youth pastors who've grown their youth ministry offer for mm-hmm. And so many youth that's been plugged into churches and, and their family have, have come to know the Lord because yeah. of organizations like this. So it's super cool. Um, yeah, and I love being a part of it. That's amazing. Honestly, like I love I love that that exists because um, I worked at a church. My first church I ever worked at, they owned a school. And so I didn't know it was hard to get into a school because we owned it. So I showed up and everyone got to know who I was. I was allowed to go into class sometimes. Um, I was allowed to hang out with kids during gym until I left that church and went somewhere else. I didn't know how hard it was to actually get into the public school system or even Catholic system as a pastor, um, let alone just to talk to students was like almost impossible. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very much so true. It's very hard. So when you are in, it's just, it's such a blessing because Mm -hmm. um, you get to build these amazing relationships with youth and, and kind of see them develop throughout their middle school or high school um, years or experiences. And it's, it's so cool. A lot of these youth will stay connected to the mentors, even when they go off to college um, Mm -hmm. and just attribute that meeting, you know, and it's, an hour top yeah. um, max and just that hour of just being with them um, talking with them spreading the gospel um, teaching them equipping them just means so much to them and, and it's mm-hmm. helped their faith journey so much so when you are part of something like that and you know I don't know maybe your middle school or high school experience but for me I I feel like I would have benefited so much yep. <laughs> from something like that. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes, um, you know, in those years I was a Christian, but I oftentimes felt like I was maybe the only one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just, it was so hard to like stay rooted in your faith and stay grounded in your faith when you feel like you're kind of going out on this field alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to just make it all happen. Um, so organizations like this just give people community where yep. you, Timmy's in your third period math class, but you're like, oh, I didn't even know Timmy was a Christian. And now yeah. you guys have that um, and able to like encourage each other and, and stay yep. strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I, I'm just like what, I'm just like you with what you said, because when I was in middle school, I remember, I don't know if you guys had these, we had youth rallies. And we would go to other churches to kind of um, like all the youth groups in the air would go to this church. And I remember seeing some of my friends from school and I'm like, oh, you're a Christian. I didn't know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And, and, it, and it usually happens that way because no one feels like there are other Christians. So it's yeah. just like you don't make that your MO, you know, you don't yeah. make that something that's prominent about you um, until you just like secretly find someone else and you're like okay good we can, we're in this together <laughs> exactly exactly now um i do have to ask because there might be some people wondering you know like they hear the word pastor they might not even know what that is but for you did you always want to be a pastor oh man i love that question because the answer is no um and i say that because i've always viewed um pastoring and ministry as something very very serious mm-hmm. and um, I remember being young and I heard a uh, testimony of, of a pastor and he was saying that he was in his room one day and, um, and while he was in his room, he was praying to the Lord and the Lord gave him this vision of a lady 
um, and she was like in flames and she was screaming. And, um, and then there was like multiple people. And he said, the Lord spoke to him in the dream. And he said, if you don't preach the gospel that I, that I give you, the blood of these people will be on your hands. Whoa. And so I remember hearing that and I was like, no, that is <laughs> way too much. I yeah. am not like equipped for that. I am like, no. And so, um, and you know, I was young and, and, and so I grew up with, uh, a reverence for the Lord and, and just a seriousness to what ministry was and mm-hmm. what pastoring was. And so, um, no, I, I didn't, you know, I always, my heart always felt inclined to, to be a part of the local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't think it was, it would be in that capacity, but, um, the more you just kind of grow in the Lord, there are certain callings that you just can't shake. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, while I was in my college years, um, I was going to college for so many different things. I, there was one point I, I, I was started off for like photography. And then at one point I went to do nursing. And then one point I was like in software engineering. I don't even know. Yeah. Just like picking things at this point. And then, um, and then my church had a extension site with Southeastern University. And then there was just one day um, during service, I just felt the Lord pulling tugging on my heart and I was like mm. yeah he's he's calling me to this um, wow it's, just, it's history <laughs> yeah dude I I love that I love I loved uh, asking that question and hearing people's stories because a lot of times it's the position that we find ourselves in especially in life right now is not what we thought right. beforehand and I think that's okay because could you imagine you know little Kilton little Jerome six years old. Yeah. I'm going to go and preach the gospel. We don't know what that means. Right. Exactly. Oh no. Maybe I'll preach to my teddy bears. Yeah. Not to real people. Yeah, exactly. And, right. and we, and carrying this responsibility of, Hey, right. listen, what you have to say will, will affect, right. you know, the viewpoint of our people about Christ. And um, I think a lot of times God allows us to take different routes uh, I don't I mean, this isn't, I don't know if it's fully biblical, but I think it's because it's to help us kind of see really what we're getting ourselves into or to at least see the world or see what people are like who don't know Jesus. Right. And then the moment we accept the call, it's like, oh, okay, there's work to do. Right. And, and, yeah. and there is, you know, um, b- before telling his disciples, Jesus, um, to follow him, he, he tells them to count the cost. Mm-hmm. He tells them on the cost of following him, of be- becoming a disciple, because there is a cost. Yeah. That especially in doing the work of ministry, um, before jumping into it, you have to count the cost. In, yeah. In knowing that there, this, this just means so much. It yep. means so much, and there's a cost that comes with it. Um, and so before you just jump into it, like count that cost and, and mm-hmm. that cost. Um, and, and as you're cognizant of that cost, I just, I think it, it makes you um, be able to lead more efi- efficiently. And efficiently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I was uh, reading the other day was just a thought my pastor said, you probably heard it before, um, and it's also in the Bible, uh, how comparison is, is a thief of joy, like comparison will rob your joy. Now, um, for the people who might not know you, obviously, for those of you watching, uh, you'll see Kilton's, you know, Instagram that you can check them out, follow them. But on your Instagram account, you know, your TikTok, all this stuff, um, you're always smiling. You always got a smile on your face. 
you always know, I, and I know that's the highlight reel of what we post. I obviously don't know what goes on your day in and day out, but from what I see, you know, you're always smiling. Um, you got a lot of things going with fashion and we'll talk about that in a moment, but how do you, for those people that are struggling with this, how do you keep yourself grounded to the point where you don't compare with other people? Cause I think it can get hard sometimes, especially with social media. For sure. Um, Yes, it, it's so easy to compare. And I think especially in the world of ministry also. Yeah, oh, that's true. It's very easy to compare yourself. And um, and usually when I get asked this question, I, I tell this story. Um, in my younger years, I remember looking at other people who were, you know, pastors, leaders, worship leaders, um, and looking at like their anointing and being like, man, I wish I can do what they do. Mm -hmm. Like they are just so used by God, you know? And I'll, I'll look at a worship leader and I'm like, man, they open their mouth and it's like heaven opens up. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm crying right now yeah. in my seat because they are singing a song with this anointing, you know? Yeah. On, and it, so, so I would look at that and be like, man, I don't have that, you know? And, and that was the, the determining factor of being used by God when, when you hmm. have these certain qualities. And so I remember there was one time, um, it was one time I was going out to, to hang out with a friend and, and we, I got to the restaurant that we're going at. And when I got there, I saw an older lady sitting at a table and I noticed her and, and, and I kind of sat down and I'm talking with my friend and we're laughing. And this older lady gets up from her seat and she was by herself. She gets up from her seat and she comes to my table and she goes, I just want to let you know that your laugh is just so infectious and wow. it just made my day. And she's like, thank you for your smile and your laugh. And yeah. she walked off. And I was just like, I was like, okay. You know, I, I just hadn't received something like that before. So I was just like, okay. Um, and I was like, thank you. And so continue my conversation. And as I'm um, leaving, um, that restaurant and, and I'm getting my car to go to work, I'm talking with the Lord and I'm just like, man, God, what was that about? Mm. And he's saying, man, Kilton, you don't know the anointing that I've placed on side of you. Yeah. The bondage of darkness and heaviness over other people. And oh. while I was looking at other people's anointing, I was under underestimating my own. Yeah. And, and what I tell people is usually the way that God expresses or reveals himself to you he gives you a grace to now reveal that same characteristic to other people yeah and so me in my life man i've experienced so much joy from god mm -hmm. i've experienced and he's re just revealed so much of his joy to me and i've realized that like man as he's doing this there's a grace that he's putting on the inside of me to now reflect that same joy that he's yeah. revealed to me yeah I think that when you um, get into comparison, you underestimate one, what God has placed inside of you, and then two, the way that God expresses himself to you. Yeah, yeah. I think when you tune in on those um, and you focus in on those things, um, you realize that, man, there's so much that God wants to do through me and, I, mm -hmm. and I'm able to recognize those things yeah. uh, in the secret place. You yeah. know. And in my time with the Lord and speaking with him. Um, and when you do that, you're just such much more of an uh, uh, effective Christian and effective. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think uh, humility is a big part of that too, because um, if you go into it thinking you're all that, you're going to, I preach this once, but you're going to underestimate God and then overestimate yourself. Right. Like right. thinking you're all of that and anything you do, you deserve. And then you read the Bible and it says, you know, God will bless you and give you everything you need. And so you just believe that, that everywhere you go, you will be blessed. And we think blessing is, you know, I deserve everything. And it's like, well, what you deserve is, you know, death and uh, so much more. But yet God's grace has given us his, his mercies has endured a lot more for us. So um, I'm always grateful that God doesn't give us what we deserve. That's the right. first part. <laughs> yeah. But right. that's his grace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I love what you said with, um, you know, just really focusing on who God called us to be and not comparing to look at other people because truth is people don't might not want to admit it, but other people sometimes are doing the same thing about us. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's, there's just such an, uh, an importance um, in the church, capital C church to mm. always bring the glory back to God. Yeah. You know? So, you know, even in, in, you would know what I'm talking about. You know, I think even in preaching, you know, mm -hmm. can be such a slippery slope of like getting off of a stage and people coming up to you, man, that was a fire word. That was yeah. so, that was this, that was that, that was this, that was that. And, yeah. um, and if we're not careful, all of that can, can come into us and be like, oh yeah, I just prepared so well. Oh yeah. I <laughs> So well, I'm just such a great communicator. I'm just such a great this and, and great that. Um, instead of being like, man, God, thank you for the grace that you've placed inside of me to deliver mm -hmm. a message to your people that you know that they needed to hear. Yeah. And so um, I think that, yeah, there, there, there just always has to be this kind of deflecting, you know, the glory that naturally people want to give to us yep. and bring it back to him. Yeah, no, you hit it right there. Now, what would you say, Kilton, because there's a generation of people, especially now more than ever, um, that believe uh, that Christianity is not really something that they're looking for. Like, it doesn't seem attractive, um, especially when everything else seems more attractive. Uh, what would be some things that you've discovered in your life um, that could probably help people that are struggling with you know is christianity even relevant right for sure yeah um there are I, I think yes in this day and age there's just so many more options out yeah. there um probably more than what we grew up on yep. um, and so yes i think with all of those options definitely comes the question of like is christianity even relevant but mm -hmm. i think that what I've come to love so much about my faith in, in Jesus is that the work was done on the cross and like the yeah. work was in him and any other way to God um, comes from our own works. Mm -hmm. It like comes from what we are able to do and what we like can't do, you know? Yep. Um, and so knowing that as a believer, Jesus died. He lived a, a perfect life, a, a righteous life, and he died and was resurrected. And I now live in this resurrection of Jesus. And the benefits of righteousness 
that he deserves by default now comes upon me. Mm-hmm. So now I reap the benefits of a righteousness that I didn't even live out, but yeah. I just to believe in the one who did live it out. And now I reap the benefits of all of those things. Yeah. And so the Christian faith is, is, is such a beautiful faith. And, and I know that sometimes it can, you know, be convoluted and, and sometimes we can miss the mark with it and it can seem all about works, mm-hmm. but at the core of it, at the heart of it, um, it's about faith yep. and it's about belief. And in that faith and belief, there is a blessing that is attached to it and living in the blessing of the Christian faith. Um, it's just such a beautiful thing and, and yeah. it has changed my life completely. So um, I definitely think that it is still relevant. I definitely believe that God is still on the move, that he's mm-hmm. still working hearts of people. Um, and once you just taste and see, you'll realize that the Lord is good. That's exactly it. Honestly, man, because I think, you know, for the people listening right now, like if you're struggling to see if Christianity is anything, I always say just talk to someone who is a believer and let them share their story. Because sharing their story, like you could share, you know, what you were like before, where God's brought you. And people are going to be amazed. But if all we said was, this is who we are, and we don't tell them where we came from, they're going to think, oh, it's easy for you to say, look at your life. Right. For yeah. sure. 100%. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a part of, of what I was talking about earlier, of deflecting mm-hmm. that story and, and bringing it to God. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in all of our stories, we can see where we are now and, and, and tell ourselves, I 100% don't deserve to be here. Yeah. I 100% am not supposed to be here. And, you know, like I said earlier, when it came to ministry, my mind was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not yep. qualified um, at all for that. And especially as someone who, who battled with um, insecurity, someone mm-hmm. who battled with comparison, someone who battled with um, self-worth and um, feeling self-conscious, um, all throughout my childhood years, now being in this place where God is using me to lead people and to lead young people and to um, show them the the joy of the Christian um, life and and, and, Hmm. and all of the beautiful wonders that's found in salvation in Christ Jesus. Um, It's, it's, it's crazy. And it's, and it's something that like only God could have done, you know, it's, it's, I look at my life now and, and just even the capacity in which I'm leading. And it's just like, oh yeah, this, this was not me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not me. This wasn't the trajectory that my life was going on. Um, there was something that intervened, which was yeah. Jesus and brought me on a new path. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only, the only way that we could be where we are today is because of the grace of God and like what he's done. Um, right. Now, Kilton, what would you say? Cause we've had, uh, the whole world, I should say, has had a crazy couple of years. Um, but for you, how has your relationship with God grown in the past couple of years with everything going on in the world and all that? I have realized something that um, I believe that every Christian should realize is that suffering is present to bring us closer to God. Mm-hmm. And um you know, a little bit about my church that I serve at. Um, my lead pastor, we were at a church together. Um, mm-hmm. He was the pastor there. I was doing youth. And um, when 
the Lord put on his heart to start a church. You know, I was really close with him and his family and prayed about it. And the Lord kind of gave me the green light to go and be a part of it. But during that time, his his wife was battling cancer wow. and we praying for her. And, and I was like over their house every day um, um, at that time. And we were believing that the Lord was going to do this miraculous miracle. Mm-hmm. this crazy miracle. And, and like, we we're going to launch a church through it. And we were just yep. going to be this church that's just like, hey, did you hear like this crazy miracle that happened? And so we're just believing that and we're having faith in that and we're praying and we're praying and believing. And um, and she ended up pass- passing away. Wow. That and it was really, really devastating. And it was really, really heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. well, wow, we were just like, it felt like the the rug was just taken right yeah. under our Yeah, for sure. That's even happening and questioning so many things. Um and in those moments, you know, we were kind of still believing and praying like, okay, God, do we still have the green light? Did we miss something? And the yep. Lord was like, no, like I'm, I'm calling you guys to do this thing. And so there was such a dependency on God. Yeah. We were like, we 100%. Like we're grieving, like this is hard. Like what, you know, like we, like this is, we can't do this at all. Yeah. So there was such this dependency on him. And through that dependency, it just like drove us even more to like being in our word, being in prayer, mm-hmm. in and out of season. And through all of those different things, we have come to know him in such a greater way that yeah. we probably wouldn't have before. Yeah, true. That, that miracle. And yeah. so, so it's just brought us to this place of understanding the purpose of suffering and to not suffer in vain. Mm-hmm. Because if you, what suffering in vain looks like is going, you're, you're suffering in your conclusion being that God is not for me. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, I'm worse than where I started. Um, I'm, I'm in a pit, you know, that's that, I think that's suffering in vain, but, but suffering with intentionality or taking advantage of your suffering looks like you coming out on the other side, knowing yeah. that's much more, um, having such more of a stronger faith, your character um, being built even even much more. Um, and Paul knew this so much, you know, in, mm. in the Bible. Um, and Paul was someone who suffered, who was persecuted, who experienced so, so many things, but all of it was useful for perseverance, for the building yeah. of character. Um, and I've just learned that like, what suffering well looks like um, yeah. just made me come to be so much more closer to him. Yeah. Honestly, man, like that's just a, it's such a tough thing. Like you said, suffering to go through that. And then it's very easy to stop and say, God, we can't do this right now. Like we, we can't build this church. We need to take a break. We just lost a loved one. And other people would look at you guys and say, you guys are nuts. They'd right. be like, like, what are you doing? Like you just sure. lost your, your pastor just lost his wife. Right. Why are you guys still trying to build? And it's, and it comes back to it's because of God. We have we have to. Right, right. And 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 it's just like it it they're correct and it not making sense, you know. Yeah. Um 
And I think that those are the parts, you know, where the Bible says that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And, yeah. and so it's just like, there are things that, that doesn't make sense. There, there are things that seem like this is just out of the ordinary. This is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it brings us to this place of dependency. Yeah. And I think that that's like where God wants all of his people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you wake up to that reality, you wake up to understanding that like, oh, it wasn't just now that I needed Jesus. Like yep. I've always needed him yep. and needed him in a sense of like every day, every, mm-hmm. like every hour I've needed him. Um, yeah. But this just, just needing him more has just awakened me to that reality. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, uh, I think my dad actually told me today, like four years ago today, uh, my niece, she was 14. She passed away with lupus. Wow. And I remember when I got the call, I was devastated. I was like, what are you talking about? And the whole time in the moment, I just kept saying, why her? Like, why, why other people? And then she dies. And it wouldn't make any sense. And my sister, um, her mom, my sister would ask, you know, it's a doc, say it's a doctor's fault. It's this, it's that, you know, it doesn't make sense. Why did this happen? And I had to just look back and say, all right, God, like you knew this was never a surprise. Um, we were the ones obviously surprised, but even through all of that, like four years later, I always remind myself every single day that we need God more now than we did literally like like we've been talking for about 25 minutes or so we need god more after this than we did before we had this conversation <laughs> right right yeah. exactly exactly 100 yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. and yeah. people will look at it and they and they think and it's unfortunate but sometimes you know they see these things happen and they just go oh it is what it is but a lot of times i always say what if this is god's way to say hey guys wake up right like maybe Hey, I, I know this is tough. I know this happened, but maybe this was the only way I could get your attention. Not saying it, it was the main thing, but sometimes it's like, it could have been. Right, exactly. And then understanding, even if something doesn't make sense, we serve a sovereign God. Yeah. Like he's seated on the throne. Yeah. Even if something doesn't make sense, trusting and believing that if something has happened, Mm-hmm. To the Christian believer, um, if something has happened in our life, there, there, there was a purpose. Yeah, and 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 being comfortable and knowing that I may never know that purpose. Yeah, <laughs> but like trusting and believing, like that there is because yeah. that's the God that I serve. Exactly, and and my father-in-law he used to say like you know if the God that I read about lied about all this, then I I never really knew him. So I'm just gonna follow him because. I fully believe. And if it was all for a joke, then it was all for a joke. Right, right. 100%. But I'd rather, I'd rather see him on that day. Yeah. Well done. Couldn't be able to serve it. Um, Then, you know, die and realize none of this was real, you know? Exactly. Uh, No, it's like, I I, I think I I win either. (laughs) Either way you win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. E- either way you went. Now, um, just to kind of change our narrative in a conversation, still sticking around, obviously, the theme of, you know, Christianity, culture, creativity, all that stuff. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, people may know you a little bit on TikTok. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, but I remember before 
you were engaged. Like you posted this video on TikTok and the comments was wild. Oh my God, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like people were going nuts. And so obviously I'm not gonna talk about that video, but um, <laughs> just videos in general, the, like the videos you do, the things that you put out, where does that inspiration come from? And then how did that, like, did it, did it just one day you post a video and then things took off or was it like, like, how did this all come together? Yeah, so, um, so basically, 2020, um, I downloaded TikTok and I, the reason I downloaded TikTok was because um, I saw all of my friends doing like funny dance videos or whatever yep. um, at the time and they were posted to their stories. So I was like, oh, let me do that. Um, and I didn't know the way TikTok worked, you know? Mm -hmm. And so with Instagram, if you post something on your Instagram, the people who will see it will be your followers. Yeah. So thought that was the same case with TikTok. So I, I created something just to like send to my friends and like post it on my TikTok and I forgot about it for a few days. And I came back to the app and there were like likes and comments. Yeah. People. And I was just, I was kind of baffled by it. Cause I was like, I don't know you people. Like, yeah. I, like you guys aren't following me. Like I'm not following you. How, yeah. how are you engaging with, with my content? So then I realized that like, oh, the way TikTok works is when you post something, it like sends it to a pool yeah. of people. And based off of the engagement, it, it'll send it to a larger pool and it will continue yeah. to keep doing that based off of, off of engagement. So I was like, okay, cool. So one day um, I just like had a funny idea um, for TikTok and I did the video and I posted it, not thinking up very much of it. Yeah. And went viral um, and it like became a trend and <laughs> like reposted it on their Instagram. Um, and it was like at like 2 million views. And, wow. um, and so from there, I was like, oh, this is cool. And there's like something to be made here. Mm -hmm. and I think I quickly realized that like, okay. And, and I started gaining followers. Yeah. Um, and there were people who were like verified that were following me and things like that. So I click, I quickly realized that like, okay, at this point, I'm either going to be known as like the guy who posts funny videos yep. or like, I will be known as like the dude who loves Jesus. Yeah. So, um, so I was just like, okay, I want to just make sure the, the message of my heart um, would be that like, I'm a lover of Jesus, yep. you know, yep. and, and that would be first. So I, during that time, there was a lot of like people spreading the gospel um, because everyone was home, everyone was mm -hmm. like, um, so from there, there were young converts mm -hmm. who became Christians from a TikTok video, which is crazy Wow! So, to even think that like is a thing. But like there are people becoming Christians from a TikTok video of someone articulating the gospel. And because of that, there were people who were new to the faith that had so many questions and mm -hmm. that wanted to know so many things. And one of the things that I saw a lot was people wanting to stop listening to secular music and listen mm -hmm. to music, but they didn't know if they were like cool Christian songs. Yeah. So I saw that a lot on my For You page. So I was just like, I know that there's a lot of dope Christian artists. I know a lot yep. of dope artists. So I was like, let me start with that and just see if like 
that helps anyone. Yeah. So I made a video and then that like blew up and people were like, oh my God, I love this. Continue, keep doing it. So I <laughs> was just like, okay, cool. So um, I just continued to post like Christian bops mm -hmm. uh, and just showing and exposing these new Christians to like cool Christian music. Yeah. Um, so they love that. And then they're like, can you like make a playlist? So then I went on Spotify and I made a playlist with a bunch of songs and people started subscribing to that and listening to that. And so my page kind of grew from being an aid to this mm -hmm. Christian community um, in that way. And then from there, different doors opened and um, yeah. organizations reach, would reach out to me and um, I would kind of got into Christian comedy. Um, and so, yeah, just the, the doors just kind of opened from there. Yeah. That's how I, it kind of started. Dude. I love, I love that. I love, uh, I love how it unraveled and I love how everything you just shared to me when you made that first video of, I just want to do something funny for my friends. You weren't thinking this. No. I, I, or if I, it was possible. Right, right. It's 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 wild, and I still like. I'll be talking to my friends sometimes, and there'll be like a uh, a company that wants to me to do a video for them, and so they'll like email me like, okay, send me your prices and and yeah. things like. And I'll be talking to my friends, and I'm like, it's so weird to charge people for a yeah. video. Like, it's like that feels it's just weird. Like to yeah. me, because like. I started this thing never thinking that I would be here. And yeah. so like now that I'm here, it's it's still weird for me to to be like, wow, people are like willing to pay me. To, it's 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 crazy. It's, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's yeah. uh, in, in your mind and our mind, it's like you're wanting me to give you a price on me going on camera and talking and I do that for free. Right. Exactly. Someone pays me That's for that. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So a price okay cool <laughs> right yeah and it's like uh and it's funny because I, I i started lower and there were like people in that field or in that world yeah like oh you need to like up your price and i'm like i do okay um and so it's it, it's just so funny because i'm just like so new to the world of, of mm -hmm. social media content um and so yeah being in it it's just it's been fun <laughs> yeah i love that now has that been um, how a door opened for you, like to get with brands with clothing and things like that and fashion? Yeah. So the um, growth on my TikTok um, slowly start, started to translate to my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, people started to follow me there. And, um, and so what happened with that is, is I started getting into thrift uh, shopping, going mm -hmm. to thrift um, and that was just like a passion of mine. And I would go with friends and whatnot and, and kind of post pictures of things that I got from the thrift store. Um, so people were like, man, you know, you have such a dope fashion sense and it's really cool. So I was like, okay, cool. Started posting things, but I would have um, Christian clothing brands reach out mm -hmm. to me. Hey, we'll send you some, a hoodie or whatever um, to post on your Instagram. Yeah. Um, like, okay, cool. Um, so I kind of started from there and just saw that um, there was a future in that. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, different brands started to reach, reaching out to me. I started reaching out to different brands um, and then slowly just started to kind of build a clientele, if you will. Yeah, um, I love that. Of different brands sending me clothes and me 
uh, styling them and um, posting pictures on my Instagram from that. But yeah, that that was super cool because um, in the Instagram fashion world, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of like Christians. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people of faith doing um, that kind of content. So it was just cool for me to like merge the two. For um, sure. And still be like the person who loves Jesus. Yeah. Um, loves doing ministry and loves loving on people, but also love doing fashion and mm-hmm. having other people see themselves in me and going, oh, like I love fashion too. And, and yeah. I see all of those things and love fashion. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see different people like relate to that and to yeah. see themselves in what I was doing. Now that, that obviously that's amazing. And I think if you keep doing that, you never know what more doors God can open for sure. Right. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I, like, cool. I'm still in awe of like the fact that I get to like do a lot of the things. Yeah. Like, yeah. So now what would you say? Cause there might be some listeners um, who don't have the greatest fashion sense. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, now, what would you say to the millennials or the next generation that's listening and, you know, they open up their closet and they, ha- they don't know what outfit to put on. They don't even know how to put an outfit together. What advice or tips would you give that person? What I would say is, um, the way that I learned, I just started following a lot of people who were into fashion. Um, hmm. so I, from all of that, I, learned what I liked and what yep. I did. And there's people um, like having a, a, a fashion sense or, or style is something that falls into the category of preference. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone can have a great fashion sense, but I don't like their style. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was just like seeing all of these people that have a great fashion sense and out of this pool of people, which style do I like? Um, And then kind of just narrowing in um, from there. But um, what I always kind of told people was just like, get basics. Um, You know, the the white tee, the black tee, the wash jeans. Um, I, you know, got some Air Force Ones. Like, I think, you know, starting off with just like basics, and then building from there, just always, mm. um, because if you try to start off with like this cool or eclectic fashion sense, um, you'll open up your closet to go to a barbecue and you're like, I'm, I can't wear any of this. To, yeah. To, yeah. You know? um, so just like starting off with basics and then just like kind of growing from there. Dude, I, I love that. And uh, I think it's, it's going to help a lot of people. So I, for me, I started my own clothing brand in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, the mistake I made was I looked at what was trendy. And so I started making little bits of everything. And my website had like every different type of design. And then I took my clothing off and I put, you know, rebranding coming soon. And I thought it through and I'm like, I need to pick a certain set, a certain section of something, design it and just put it out there instead of trying to put everything all at once. Cause it gets overwhelming. Oh yeah, it's so overwhelming. And like. Like I've gone into like stores that I'm like, oh, I know they're going to have some cool things. Yeah. There was so much. I walked out because I was overwhelmed. You know, I was just like, this is too much to look at. Um, So yeah, narrowing down. um, And, and honestly, the clothing brands that have 
less things mm-hmm. actually perform better than the clothing yeah. that have such a vast category of things. Yeah, I've um, noticed that. So, yes. So definitely just like narrowing in of just like, okay, how can the style of what I'm bringing forth and the brand um, marry? Yeah. Where, where people will feel like, okay, I, I not only want to want to wear this style, but I also want to wear this brand mm-hmm. marry each other and they yeah. together so well. And it's something that like, I want to get behind. Um, yeah. So figuring that out um, definitely just helps. I love that, man. Um, I just got one more question that I want to ask you and then our time together, we'll just wrap up. My question is, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you mentioned earlier, a lot of hats that you wear. Um, I mentioned that you're getting engaged and, and obviously that's super exciting coming up. Um, but what is something in this year uh, that you are striving towards? Could be anything, but what's that one thing that you're striving towards this year? Yeah, um, the thing that I'm, yeah, there, there's for sure a lot of things um, with, with all of the hats. But um, I think to uh, put them all into a category, I would say just intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm realizing that life is just happening so fast you know we're talking uh just me being engaged and how you feel like oh my god i'm an adult now yeah Uh, and 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 with all of these big life changes it just means life not looking how it looked before Mm -hmm. um so for me i've just been really cognizant of like okay cool like the amount of time that i spend with my friends will be a little bit less. The amount of time yeah. that I'm in with some of my family members will be a little bit less. Yeah. Um, all of these different things. So for me, I'm like, okay, how can I position myself to be intentional with the time that I have now? Because things, life just happens so fast, you know? Yeah. And a blink of an eye, you're like, oh my gosh, how did five years go by? Yeah. Um, so I'm just really in the process of just thinking through that. Like, how can I be intentional with the time that I have now, because I may not always have it. I love that, man. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing to, to strive towards. And I'm glad that you're finding that now, because I had a lot of friends, um, I had to learn from them where they were married, uh, still are, but they got married and they didn't realize that they had to be really intentional with their spouse and their family, because like, I won't name no names because they're listening, but I had some friends who literally would choose hanging out with the boys and, and playing video games instead of right. going on a date with their spouse, because it right. was like, you know, during the game, like the, there was a ball game out. So they wanted to watch ball, play ball, watch right. ball, play video games about basketball. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I don't think that's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what happens is you don't prepare for it. So, yeah, exactly. Right. And, and, and I think it's, it's, it's just all about preparing for it. I was, I yeah. was talking, my fiance and I was like um because we're just talking about how we feel and things like that and I was like man this is such an exciting season yeah so um, God's doing so many things but even though I'm celebrating the season I'm also grieving yes and and and, and I was like and and it's not bad I was like it's good but I was like I'm just grieving what my life will not be anymore yeah and, and I think that just helps in preparing to know that once this new chapter comes in, in my life, mm-hmm. it will never be what it once was. That's and right. That's okay. 
it comes yeah, with that's right. things and it comes with excitement and it comes with so many good things but you just need a you just need a period of time to grieve yeah 100 you know? yeah 100 <laughs> well kilton honestly bro it's been a blessing having you uh a guest today i know many people that are tuning in are going to be blessed um and i want you to know that i'm praying for you i don't know what life is going to have i've been to miami a couple times and um maybe the next time i come down you know i'll come i'll come visit you come say hello yeah. unless unless you move somewhere cold then maybe i won't go no i'm, I'm kidding no <laughs> i'm kidding i'm out here in canada and it gets it gets cold sometimes but uh just know bro that I'm, I'm praying for you praying for your family and uh i'm excited to see what god does with the rest of your life going forward thank you so much it was an honor and a joy just being a part of this. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for everyone who's gonna tune in and listen mm -hmm. and I hope Awesome, man. Well, Kilton, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Awesome, all right. All right, brother, bye.